0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, back with another episode. Today, we have a great interview, a gentleman named Vink Corla, who is the CEO and president of HGS Digital. Now, this is an interesting interview because we're going to go behind the scenes in a contact center and talk about Uh, artificial intelligence, AI, and if you have anything to do with customer support, this will be for you. We're going to be talking about the HGSCX Buyer's Insight Report that was just released, and really, I'm excited about this. I have gotten to know Venk over the last week or so, and we've just had great conversations, so I know it's going to be a great episode. Uh, So we're going to get started in a moment. I'm going to wind him up and get him going, because when he starts going, he shares stories stories and anecdotes and and really some great insights. All right. But before we do that, quick announcement. If you've got an amazing story that you want to share or a question that you want to ask, reach out to me on any of the social media channels. If it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep. I'll answer it. there in a the social channel, in my newsletter, uh, The Shepherd Letter. On this episode or an episode of Amazing Business Radio, or maybe on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, and you can catch episodes simply by going to beamazing.tv. That is beamazing.tv. All right, we're going to talk with Venk right now. Venk, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, excited to talk about the uh, HGS CX Buyers Insight Report, which is really about All the technology and um, the innovations and what CX leaders need to know as they get into uh, 2024 and beyond. So, uh, first of all, a little bit about HGS. Why don't you share with us what you all do?
1: HGS is a company that has been around for a couple of decades. We focus on customer experience uh, from both unattended experiences that people may have in the self-service form as well as attended experiences where we can help brands innovate in the area of providing, uh, whether it is in a storefront or whether it's in a uh, call center arena, how to provide customer experience and delighting their consumers.
0: Right. So I like the term you use, attended experience, as opposed to the self-service. Attendant is a human-to-human experience. Yes. Yes. And one of the things we talked about in the last couple of days when we've had a chance to prep for this and some other work that we're doing is that uh, you believe there really needs to be a combination of the two to create the strongest possible experience for customers. Yes, absolutely. So the um, idea behind that is if uh, I go into a website to do this on my own self-service, it should be intuitive. It should be easy. I know a word that you like to use is empathy. uh, And it's very hard for empathy to come from a website, but I've seen some of the new technologies are allowing us to do that. In addition to that, when we work uh, with a human-to-human experience in the contact center, one of the comments that you made is that technology needs to also, uh, like a self-service technology supports customers, it also needs to support live human beings who are helping customers, getting them great information, great insights, you know, all the things they need. So they can deliver the answers and help uh, solve problems but at the same time um, allows that agent to focus on really I would say um, the interaction creating a strong interaction that has empathy and uh, shows that you know we're human on this side and we care about our customers yes yes all right well well that's good you believe that's so everything I say. So every year in just about every industry, customer experience, decision makers, uh, they assess the opportunities that they have in the next 12 months to budget and and actually make purchases on whatever the programs are. Uh, they could be uh, all different types of programs and technology, but essentially uh, they are looking to spend money. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that first. And uh, you know, what are you seeing out there in in this? Because this is what your your, uh, HGS uh, CX Buyers Insight report is all about.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that we're seeing is more and more uh, customers or brands are looking to figure out how to personalize the experience more, Mm. how to make it more contextual in nature. And this idea of omni-channel has traditionally been the idea of hey we, we service you in multiple channels but instead the goal here is there should be continuity of service because the customers go from channel to channel to channel as they interact with the brand whether it's in a self service unattended model or in an attended model similarly we are also and to support uh, to support this objective of personalization at scale contextualization at scale A lot of brands are talking about wanting to use AI and wanting to deploy chatbots within the organization to uh, streamline this interaction. They're planning to, and there's a belief that there's a significant demand uh, that the customers are willing to use these kinds of interactive services. But we all know that not everything works that way. There are challenges, like if you go back to our uh, IBR
0: days, you know, how we keep, I hated IVRs. Press one for this, two for that, 17 for this.
1: And today the IVAs, which are where they try to get you to answer without using a one, two, three, four, are also very difficult to deal with. A lot of people get frustrated with it. But as the technology is improving, it's getting better. But it's important to use the technology where appropriate and creating a perfect balance of where you use technology versus where you use people. And- we are starting to see people realize that as they
0: progress through their journey. Yeah. Just this morning, um, I called my credit card company because for whatever reason, somewhat embarrassing. Last night, I went to use my credit card and for a business dinner. I went to pay for everybody. And the server comes back and says, uh, do you have a different credit card <laughs> right in front of everybody? I go, yeah. oh, my gosh, what's going on? So talked to the credit card company this morning, and here's what happened. Uh, I'm in that IVA, as you refer to it, instead of the the push one for this, it's asking me questions. Would you please tell us the telephone number that's associated with your account? And after three times of saying it again and again, it kept saying, I'm sorry, I did not get that. Or something, some message like that. Well, by the time the person finally gets on the phone with me, I'm frustrated. And I I said, is there any way that you can, first of all, the reason the credit card, it's a long story. uh, It's actually not that long. Somebody breached, uh, somebody used my number. They sent me a new credit card. That was a month and a half ago. And I've been using it ever since. No problem until last night. And they said, well, we need to verify charges from three or four weeks ago. That's what she told me this morning. Anyway, bottom line is I said, I really love the way you're taking care of me. I'm really disappointed in the card and what happened. How can I let them know that? And they said, well, every call is recorded for quality assurance. I don't know if somebody's going to hear this message or not. But uh, to your point, she showed empathy. And I said right up front, well, if they're recording this, I want everybody to know the person that's helping me is wonderful. But the experience I'm having is not. So um... So it's very interesting, right? So we are talking about
1: AI to do the interaction. So this company has used AI Mm -hmm. to to recognize your voice and to turn it into an automated interaction. Obviously, that did not go that well. I'm also making an assumption here, more than likely, uh, and you tell me if this happened, when you actually got to the agent, you had to explain to the brand ambassador or agent who's the person on the other side of the call, what actually happened. They did not know how many times you repeated it. They didn't know what was exactly going on with the credit card,
0: mm, right? That is and, correct.
1: And that is that itself increases your frustration level a little more. And the challenge is that that person has no control over. And our job is to actually enable that interaction, that human conversation that's happening to support it to make it more frictionless, to make it simpler by providing contextual information at that point. So imagine if the situation was you entered the number three times and they couldn't figure it out and it went to an agent. And when the customer service agent answered your call, if they answered your call saying, hey, you know, I, I knew that you tried to enter your number three times and we are sorry about that. Can you tell me what the number is so that I can help you out? Now, that immediately diffuses your emotional level, diffuses the uh, you know frustration level of the customer. That is number one. The second aspect of it is, by the way, you mentioned that they said, hey, we are recording every call, there's a quality assurance done on every call. But here's the reality of what happens inside a customer service center. Only five to 10% of the calls are actually randomly picked and somebody listens to them on a quality assurance basis. What is the likelihood of this particular call where you're one in
0: 20? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one, yes. Yeah. Right? right.
1: Mm-hmm. So what if we use AI instead of purely to interact with you? What if we use AI to actually transcribe every call, draw insights from it, understand which calls started off with a frustration, which calls to showed an empathy towards the agent, but did not show empathy towards the brand from the customer standpoint, and then listen to that call and actually analyze and extract data out of that call. And then we can listen to 100% of the calls, Mm,
0: right? Right.
1: The of using technology, we should make it transparent to the user.
0: Today, we make it intrusive. It sounds like it's a utopian uh, goal, you know, looking for perfection. So is it realistic that the person who answered my phone call, Will say, I can see you've been here and here and here. Is that a realistic technology? Is it reasonable to implement? Is is this? Uh, I'm wondering why more companies don't do this.
1: So it is. It is very reasonable to implement.
0: It's a realistic technology.
1: In fact, if you call some of uh, your airlines today, they do do that. They figure mm-hmm. it out what's happening. Uh, I think it is more around the governance and the political will inside an organization to do vertical integration of their service lines mm. and the data that goes with the service lines and to bring them together. And in fact, in this particular situation, um, if we use some of the modern, uh, you know, uh, telephony technology, we could actually capture the interactions that are happening in the IVA, which is with a bot. and immediately transcribe them and make it visible to the agent as they receive the call.
0: Yeah, and that's what I had mentioned before today. Uh, The agent can take a look at what's happening with that customer based on that exact interaction and scenario that you just described, but also that agent can see, oh, this customer's called before about this and about that and something else, and we can assess uh, what the customer's concerns. Maybe there's a theme. Uh, Maybe we can also recognize this customer is probably a pretty uh, intelligent, savvy user of our product, or maybe hmm, maybe I need to give this customer a little bit more love and care and help them learn about the product. Uh, It it adds together. So once again, we're combining artificial intelligence with a human and creating a really good scenario uh, as a result.
1: So I'll give you another example, right? I'm a technology user. I have been in, in, I'm an engineer. I have been a technical user for a long time and I develop and code and do all those things. Uh, I'm not sure if I do that as much now, but at least in the past.
0: I get the feeling you're a very big technology user. (laughs) (laughs) And when I call
1: my internet service provider, because something is not working, or my telephone service provider, because my cell phone, I could not configure the Apple Watch for my son, for my eight-year-old that I got recently. They make me go through the sequence of steps which a non-technical person is expected to follow because they're trying to say, hey, can you power it off? Can you power it on? Can you make sure this is plugged in? Can you make sure that you know uh, XYZ is happening on it? The, ch- the challenge with that is a technical user who's already done all those things has already gone to the website and self-serviced and searched the forums and searched the user communities and found the answers for those things is now very frustrated to go through those steps. Right. And it, and interestingly, we measure our contact center brand ambassadors or service customer service agents on whether they followed the instructions exactly as they have been written down. The problem with that is sometimes the customer is more knowledgeable, more capable, has more information than the person that they're going to to solve the problem. And that increases (laughs) the frustration
0: dramatically, right? Yeah, yeah. And I get it. I get it. I mean, I have experienced the same uh, situation where, come on, this is, I've already done that. Three times I've done it. And by the way, I talked to the last person. They told me to do the same thing. It's still not working. And yet we can't string these events, uh, which are the customer connections and interactions that are happening with a company. We can't string these together and show that agent what's been happening, which you know what? That not only frustrates the customer, but how do you think that agent feels when they're not given the tools that they need to satisfy that customer?
1: Correct. Like one of the biggest challenges is as, as humans, right, our tendency is to solve problems. We feel happier. We feel satisfied when we are presented a problem and we solve it. And as an agent, all day long, they get person after person coming coming to them to help solve the problem that they're experiencing, whatever that might be. Yeah. And imagine a situation where the agent is not able to solve the problems for them and versus the agent who's able to solve the problem for them, right? The the person who's able to solve the problem has better satisfaction of their job at the end of the day, which makes them feel accomplished by the end of the day, which enables them, or which which actually the result of that is lower attrition, uh, better performance, you know, and if we can take care of our team that is representing our brand, those are the people who are taking care of our customers right
0: it's it's a fulfilling experience let's take a break and when we come back i want to talk about more about about your, your buyer's guide and what we can look forward to. But also, when we were talking the other day, you mentioned the IKEA experience. And what you just said kind of ties into that, that a self-service solution uh, that's done well and gives the customer what they need causes, and I believe you used the words elation, uh, with the customer's experience. But guess what? You basically describe the same thing that the customer service representative or agent has when they're successfully able to take care of that customer. We'll talk about all that and even more when we get back from the break. We are talking with Vent Korla, the president and CEO of HGS. Don't go away, we'll be right back. One of my favorite sayings is that customer service isn't a department, it's a philosophy. And it's a philosophy that must be embraced by everyone in the organization all the time, and that's 24-7. So if customer service is important to you, and I know it is, then you will love our virtual training, the ultimate on-demand customer service and experience training program that you can access anytime, anywhere. Now, the course content applies to everyone, regardless of position or responsibility, from senior executives to the most recently hired and everyone in between. You'll discover tips, ideas, and strategies that won't cost your company a fortune, but will produce what I call moments of magic those positive experiences. And it will happen at every level of your organization. So go to Customer Service VT. That's V as in virtual, T as in training. That's CustomerServiceVT.com. It's time to get customer-focused. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Vink Corla, the president and CEO of HGS Digital. And for those that are interested in this buyer's guide, all you need to do is go to hgs.cx. And you can download it free of charge. Lots of great information, something to get you to think about uh, how you want to invest into technology in the very near future and innovation, uh, AI especially. I mean, AI has been the hottest topic for the last year or so, but the reality of it, it's been around for, for really uh, quite a long time. Um, I know the conversational AI or the generative AI is really new but when we go back and take a look at consumers don't realize they've been using ai like uh you know when i do outlook and somehow something ends up in my junk folder somebody some machine figured that out and knew where to put it that's ai all right let's get back into our conversation um there is an example, and and just kind of started to touch on it as, as we love. There is elation, if you want to call it that. And by the way, Vink, that's your word that you used, I believe, when the customer says, aha, I did it myself. Okay, now maybe that's an over-exaggeration. But there's also happiness, satisfaction, the elation when the agent says, aha, I was really able to take care of this customer. They were struggling. I feel really good about that. You shared an IKEA example uh, about, and it really is fascinating about how customers, when they do it themselves, are far more satisfied than when they get help, and and you know get support from others before they can complete the project. Can you expand on that for us a little bit?
1: Well, I think it's around 2001 timeframe. There was a study done where customers were asked to say how much they were willing to pay for furniture that they assembled themselves versus Mm -hmm. furniture that was assembled by somebody else. And they were willing to pay a lot more for the furniture that they assembled themselves, which is what they call the IKEA
0: effect. Right. Yeah. I think it was 2011. I looked at the Wikipedia file on that or the article on that. So I want to make sure I understand this. You're telling me, I am willing to pay more for a do-it-yourself project than if somebody were to assemble it and just ship it to my home or bring it to my home and fix it for me. Yeah. Really? It's very, cu- very that's intuitive. counterintuitive.
1: Uh, in fact, uh, Forbes in a 2012 article gives you know, counsel and advise marketers and their exact statement was, if your customers put your product together, they will like it more. An assembly process that is clear and free of frustration is essential. So mm. it's very interesting, right? So the point is we have to give them enough to do it themselves so they feel that satisfaction that they accomplished something as a customer. But don't but at the same time, you need to make sure that it's simple and they can actually accomplish it. Right, because right. If you if you're not clear with the instructions or don't make it easy for them to get to the end state, then they'll be unhappy, right? And they'll be frustrated. So there's a fine balance to reach. And that's one of the key parts in even the customer service side. We need to have customers when we provide self-service or IVAs or chatbots or whatever it is, we need to make it simple enough that the customer can find the answer themselves and they feel a lot more satisfied if they can solve the problem themselves. But designing that and getting that right is a very hard thing to do. And there's a progression that we we can do to get there. And the first step is to create a solution where we can have the system answer the questions to the agents to get the answers that they need to help the customer. hmm And once we know that the agents are able to get the answer 100% accurate, and that it's easy to understand, and we have tested it on our own people, and it's worked really well, then you take the system and have it start answering the questions for the customer directly.
0: Yeah, this is fascinating. I just think of myself, all of the skits and the jokes about get the IKEA project delivered and then get out a nice bottle of wine because it's going to take all night, but uh, I, I've got to share an example with you. I have a ping pong table. It's, it's actually outside on my balcony and I had to put this ping pong table together and it was delivered in the evening uh, or in the day, but I'm working on it in the evening. My daughter, who's going to use the ping pong table is staring at it. Can't wait to use it. And it's a German ping pong table company or German company that makes and manufactures it. And the instructions were in German, but there were lots of pictures. So I thought that helped but I was frustrated. So I called their customer support. And in the evening, nobody's there to answer my question. So I'm thinking, okay, not a lot of people put ping pong tables together during the weekdays because they're working. So maybe these ping pong company is marketing to the unemployed. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, here's what happened. It said, Please try going uh, to YouTube or just Google and put in the model number and then manufacturer's name, their company, and see what happens or something to that effect. I did that and a video popped up. The video, uh, once again, uh, it's just pictures, but it's just a video. No words were spoken. It was just German music, uh, a gentleman who's showing how to unpack the box, lay everything out and showing me step by step. And you know what? I did it myself. And when I was done, to your point, I was like, look what we did. I was so excited. And I think that's what a a self-service experience should be. Now, that wasn't so much AI helping me out, but it was a a direct self-service method tutorial that gave me exactly what I needed. So you can go a little bit old school mixed with the new AI technologies to deliver the great experience.
1: So see, at the end, the video is what helped you, right? But now imagine instead of simply creating a generic video that everybody could use, and we were talking about the earlier cell phone or the ISP, mm-hmm. router example, right? And based on who you are, if I could use generative AI to generate a video on the fly, that can exactly give instructions that are tailored to you and to the product that you're trying to troubleshoot. Yeah. That is where the power of AI comes in and applying AI for customer experience.
0: And that is the next iteration of video tutorials. I love it. I want to jump back in because we're running out of time. I want to jump back yeah. into a topic that we kind of touched on, and that is uh, investing in automation uh, is obviously a top uh, customer experience priority. However, spending to improve the employee experience uh, which we we talked about, seems to be lagging behind the customer experience. My philosophy, and I preached it forever, is if you have a great employee experience, it's going to be felt on the outside by customers Why don't more companies invest in taking care of employees and making them happy? And to your point, and you shared a great example, at the end of the day, when they're fulfilled with the job that they've done, because they've truly been able to help customers, we've given them the tools, uh, attrition is lower, which saves the company a lot of money. Uh, You get your best people, they grow with you, they learn more. So let's talk a little bit about that topic, because I know that's near and dear to your heart
1: yeah so let's take the example right employee experience whether it is in a retail store let's take the example of a retail store a customer comes in has a problem with some product they want to return it they want to change it and they try to interact with a retail uh, uh you know service desk uh, to uh, get this thing done and the customer is asking hey can you recommend something else instead of this thing that i have and what if if we were able to provide the tools that can actually tell me the 360 degree view of the customer, know exactly what they have purchased in the past and what people like that customer have also purchased and what is the recommended type of product that the customer can buy? And what if if I can create a experience where the the retail front field employee just simply types in what the customer is asking for and the system actually consolidates all the information. And instead of just today giving like a couple of articles for them to research, actually summarizes the whole thing and surfaces the exact piece of information for them. Yeah,
0: I love that. Yeah.
1: Because at the end, we we think that, oh, by increasing the pay or adjusting how their vacation time is, those are all important for an employee, but the day-to-day job satisfaction becomes extremely important. I'll give you another example. In a contact center, for example, we had a situation where agents were being asked to pitch for a telco company uh pitch a new service or a new device uh, when they called in with the service request now the way they checked whether the agents were able to pitch or cross sell a new device was or they did try to cross sell was looking at hey were 70% of the calls or 80% of the calls you know did the agent try to pitch but the problem with that and then we would actually look at a random set of calls recorded, listen to them, and once every six weeks come and do training. Imagine me asking you six weeks ago what conversation you had with somebody. Yeah, do who you remembers remember that? what you yeah. had with that person. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So now think of a slightly different scenario. What if, if I recorded the call, use AI to analyze it, identified whether the call is pitchable, meaning that use the customer started off with a dissatisfied situation and headed to a satisfied sentiment. So I analyze the sentiment of the customer because if the customer is unhappy trying to cross sell something to them at the end of the call, you're not going to get anywhere. There's no point doing it. In fact, they'll get even more frustrated and upset. But if the customer's problem has been resolved or if they're happier than when they started out, now you have an opportunity to pitch something. And then now you pitch it. Imagine something popping up on the... Uh, the customer service representative screen which says, hey, last two calls, you did a fantastic job. You were able to you know, convince the customer to do this. Or, hey, don't worry. I know last couple of calls, you had a challenge. Here's a quick video of one minute which tells you how to turn around a situation where the customer is asking for this type of device and upselling a different type of device. Watch this video and get back on the call. It is more real-time coaching and encouraging than punitive. That is the difference we need to make in people's lives.
0: And it's not just punitive. Some uh, for, And forget about punitive. Let's not even use that word for what I'm about to share. I think it's also very frustrating because I believe that if you hire the right person to sit in that seat and take care of customers, they want to do a good job. And if you don't take care of them, here's an interesting stat that comes from your report uh, that um, in an effort to... Uh, Let's see. It's it's maintaining call center employee morale. Fifty four percent of the respondents, the people that you surveyed for the report cite talent, attrition and retention is a top investment priority over the next 18 months. So much of keeping your talent is getting them to feel not only uh, they like the culture of the company, they like the boss, but they also want to see upward opportunity. And that opportunity comes from them getting smarter, feeling like they're growing with the company. And uh, I think that's part of what you're trying to say. That's a big point of it, yes. So, well, we're just about out of time. I wanna wrap it up with my favorite question to ask, but specifically, we're gonna ask about the HGSCX Buyers Insight Report. I want you to give us one big nugget of wisdom we haven't talked about yet, if possible, that comes from that report that we need to hear.
1: Well, the big piece of information is that there's a significant number of people wanting to use AI. And they're trying to use AI to support the external, the interaction with the external consumer. I think that in that process, people are starting to forget that there is the opportunity of increasing empathy and in the relationship between your brand ambassador, which is your customer service representative, and the consumer. And there's a conversation. And the more conversations you have, the better your brand loyalty is going to be. But to do that, What if we can use AI and it actually starts showing you that we need to start investing AI into applying AI towards supporting, enabling, for lack of a better word, having the
0: AI to be a Sherpa to your agents? A Sherpa. That's great. I'm going out. Mount. uh, uh, Sometimes I feel uh, and I know the frustration that agents have when they're talking to their customers. It feels like they're trying to scale Mount Everest. So a Sherpa would be a very appropriate person to help them. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Great insights, great comments, and also great uh, analogies. Thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. And by the way, for those, again, who are interested in getting the report, just go to hgs.cx. You can download the report free of charge. Vink, thanks for being on our show. Thanks for having me. It was a great conversation. Well, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio, uh, another great interview. And we will have uh, an awesome interview next week. So let's get back together again. And until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.